0: Good morning, everyone. You can open up your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, chapter 66. We'll be in verses 7 through 14 of Isaiah 66. Now, the book of Isaiah was written to the people of God, first warning them of the coming exile, next comforting them in the midst of exile, and finally at the end of the book of Isaiah pointing them forward to their release from exile. While it's set in a particular historical context, any reader of Isaiah can see that the Lord is not only promising what He will do in the immediate future to save His people from physical exile, but what He will do eternally to save His people from spiritual exile. This is why Isaiah has been called the fifth Gospel. Because it tells us so much about the work of Christ to save a people exiled from the blessings of God's presence through their sin. In our passage for this morning in Isaiah 66, we have a great promise of peace for exiled Israel. But as we read this passage, we also see that this promise extends beyond the particulars of Babylonian exile in the 6th century B.C. to include how the Lord Christ, will move to save His people throughout history. So turn your attention now to Isaiah chapter 66, starting in verse 7. Before she was in labor, she gave birth. Before her pain came upon her, she delivered a son. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall a land be born in one day? Shall a nation be brought forth in one moment? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she brought forth her children. Shall I bring to the point of birth and not cause to bring forth, says the Lord? Shall I who cause to bring forth shut the womb, says your God? Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her, all you who love her. Rejoice with her in joy, all you who mourn over her, that you may nurse and be satisfied from her consoling breath, that you may drink deeply with delight from her glorious abundance. For thus says the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the glory of the nations like an overflowing stream, and you shall nurse, you shall be carried upon her hip and bounced upon her knees." As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. You shall see, and your heart shall rejoice. Your bones shall flourish like the grass. And a hand of the Lord shall be known to His servants. And He shall show His indignation against His enemies. Let us pray. Blessed Lord, who has caused all Holy Scripture to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wisdom hear, read, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of Your Holy Word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life which You have given to us in in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Zion means home. It's the name used for the city of Jerusalem. But it has a specific nuance to it when the word Zion is used. It means the place where God dwells with His people. At times, Zion refers to the whole country of Judah or the city of Jerusalem itself, or just the Temple Mount. But what is important about the word Zion is that it communicates the place where God has chosen to gather His people to be their God, and for them to be His people. Now prior to the advent of Christ, that place was the temple in Jerusalem. Now that Christ has come, the Bible tells us that Zion is the heavenly gathering of God's people as the church gathers together in the name of Christ. And when Christ comes again, all those who have been united to Him through faith will come into the heavenly Zion and dwell with God forever. You see, Zion is where our family is gathers it is where God the Father God the Son and God the Holy Spirit invite those who have been adopted through Christ to come and to be a part of the family have you noticed that a lot of Christmas movies have the theme of trying to make it home for the holidays a dad who works out of town is trying to make it back in time for Christmas morning but the weather is preventing him a family has been separated by some strange turn of events and they need to get back before Christmas comes. A college student wants to get home to be with family, but doesn't have enough money. People want to be home for the holidays. And I think that there are many of us who know the desire to be home, to be with family. We will endure hours on the road or lines at the airport just to be with our family, to be home. In our passage for this morning, we come to a people who have been removed from their home through exile. But the Lord is promising them that they will be brought home. He is promising them that he will return them to Zion. And to us who gather on this second Sunday of Advent, a promise is given as well, a promise to all who trust in the Lord that we will have peace. The peace of coming home. To experience the peace of this homecoming, we are called to trust the promise of the Lord to bring us His people salvation, to bring us satisfaction, and finally, to bring us solace. The first thing that we see in our text... Is that to know peace this Advent season, we must trust the Lord to bring us salvation. Look down at verses 7 through 9, again there in your text, and see how the Lord speaks of this salvation He brings to His people. He uses a metaphor of a woman in labor. He says in verse 7, Before she was in labor, she gave birth. Before her pain came upon her, she delivered a son. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall a land be born in a day? Shall a nation be brought forth in one moment? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she brought forth her children. Shall I bring to the point of birth and not cause to bring forth, says the Lord. Shall I who cause to bring forth shut the womb, says your God. In these verses, Isaiah uses the image of a mother giving birth to illustrate the rebirth of Israel in Zion. You see, these words are written to a nation in exile, a nation that had been destroyed, taken captive, and dispersed throughout a foreign land, a people removed from their home. But a promise is being made, a promise that the Lord will cause Zion to give birth to a new nation. A promise that in an instant the Lord will bring salvation to His exiled people and return them to their home. The prophet frequently speaks of a woman in labor to illustrate his point. Yet here the tone changes. You see, before the image was of a woman who was in labor but gave birth to the wind, that is, to nothing. Or of a woman who came to the point of birth, but had not the strength to deliver. This is a picture of a people in exile, a people without a home. But here we have a picture of something very different. We have a picture of a woman giving birth without pain, without the travail of labor. Now, I have been in the delivery room when babies are born. And the physics involved in such happenings make it so that pain is just part of the process, right? Babies don't come without pain. Who has heard of such a thing? Of a painless delivery? Who has seen such things as this? So what is Isaiah telling us? Well, what he is telling us is that there is a future salvation coming to those who trust in the Lord. He is telling the people of Israel that they will be brought back from their captivity. He will bring them from the four corners of the earth and in a moment reconstitute the nation of Israel. A nation and a people will be born in an instant. Now, when we look back on history, we know that the nation of Israel was rebuilt following their exile to Babylon. We know that Cyrus issued a decree to return the Jews to Israel. But they didn't know this would happen. Actually, there wasn't really any earthly hope that this would happen. Because exile meant the end of a nation. It meant there there was no home to return to. But the prophet, inspired by the Holy Spirit, says that Zion will give birth to a nation. Salvation is coming to God's exiled people. They will be coming home. No doubt, Isaiah, with this image of a painless birth, is alluding to the curse in Genesis 3.16. Here the curse of the fall brings the pain of childbirth. Our first parents, Adam and Eve, were placed in a perfect home of fruitfulness and peace, but through their sin, they were exiled from this perfect home. And pain is a sign of this exile. Pain was not the way life was supposed to be brought into this world, but sin caused travail. Now life would only come about through hardship. Nevertheless, Here we have a promise that the Lord is working to undo the curse of sin. He is bringing about a time when the effects of the fall will be reversed and the exile is going to be undone. God's people who caused their exile through their sin will be forgiven and brought back home. Salvation from the curse is promised to God's people. And if you, this Advent, would know the promise of the Lord's peace, then you must trust Him to bring about such a salvation. A salvation that addresses the effects of sin in your life. A salvation that aims to undo the curse. What mourning, what tears, what pain has stolen your peace this Advent season? What fears, what worries, what anxieties have taken your rest? What is keeping you from feeling at home for the holidays? Trust the Word of the Lord, for He has promised a great salvation from the curse of exile to all who trust His Son, Jesus Christ. He has promised a day when all the effects of the fall will be undone and we will be brought home. Now the image of a mother's relationship with her child continues to develop as we go through verses 10 and 11. At first we saw that the woman has given birth without pain. Next we will see that the mother provides for her child with abundance. Look at verses 10 and 11. Remember, this is being spoken to a nation in exile. And it says, rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad for her. All you who love her, rejoice with her in joy. All you who mourn over her, that you may nurse and be satisfied from her consoling breast; that you may drink deeply with delight from her glorious abundance. To experience peace, we must trust the Lord to bring salvation, And next, we must trust the Lord to bring satisfaction. Zion has given birth to a people and now Zion will sustain and satisfy her children. You see, when the Lord led Israel to Canaan, He promised His people that it was a land that was flowing with milk and honey. That is a land that would satisfy all of their needs. Yet he also warned them, if they disobeyed the covenant, if they rebelled against the Lord's commands, that the land would cease to produce, that their fields would be barren, and that their families would suffer want. And this is why Israel is mourning over Zion in verse 10. Because their home no longer satisfied their needs, the milk and the honey had ceased flowing. The Bible speaks of sin like a blight on the land. It causes it to rot and decay and the crops to fail to bear fruit. And Israel had seen how the blight of sin had caused their land to go barren. But there is great hope. There is a promise made. Three times the word for joy is used in verse 10. Be glad. Rejoice with joy. Why? Because the Lord will bring satisfaction to His people through Zion once again. He will provide all their needs in abundance and they will be fully satiated. Isaiah uses the perfect image to capture the idea of satisfaction. There's nothing that I can think of that is more content than a baby who has just finished nursing. They have their mommy... And they have a full belly. What else could they need? And Isaiah is saying, this is a picture of the satisfaction that you will receive in Zion when you are brought home, Israel, when you are brought to the Lord through Christ, Christian, you will no longer suffer want. You will no longer suffer the anxiety of providing. When you are brought to Zion, her glorious abundance will satisfy your deepest desires. And if you would know the peace of Advent, you must trust the Lord to bring such satisfaction to you. You must begin to trust that it is in the presence of God that there is fullness of joy. That in the heavenly city your needs will be fulfilled. That in Zion you will be home. Now, I have to admit something. I'm about to be vulnerable with you here. I'm not sure if this means that I'm ungrateful or that I have too high of expectations But I'm always a bit disappointed in my Christmas gifts. There's all this buildup. There's all the excitement. Then Christmas morning comes and you look at the tree and you look at all the presents and you think, there it is! There is satisfaction! There is joy sitting under that tree somewhere! There is fulfillment! And while I do appreciate the gifts I receive, I would like gifts this Christmas. They always fall short. You always need more. I always had this dream that there was a hidden present somewhere. Like they forgot it somewhere and it's in the closet. And I opened up all my gifts and I was like, ah, oh, it wasn't it. But in the closet there's a gift that will do it. Because no matter how little or how many presents are under the tree, if you're seeking satisfaction there, you're going to be disappointed. And we experience this at work. We experience this in our families, in our hobbies, in our friends. We experience with food and with drink and with social media. We go back again and again and again and again and again, hoping to find something that will satisfy. Something that will bring fulfillment to us. Something that will fill that void that was created by being exiled from our home. And if you are seeking satisfaction in anything other than the abundance of the Lord, then you are never going to be satisfied. You will never know peace. You will never feel at home. But to those who trust Christ, who trust the promise of abundance, who drink deeply from the well of Christ, you will be completely satisfied. And in the satisfaction that comes in Christ, there will be peace this Advent. Now, it is no new insight, but the holiday season can become one of the most difficult seasons for those struggling with loss or depression or anxiety. Maybe it's the contrast between the outward joy of the season with your own personal struggle that can become overwhelming. Remembering what Christmas was like with a lost family member, a loved one, a spouse. Longing to be with family and friends when you're far from home. Feeling like there are more obligations than there are resources. All of these things can steal our peace during the Christmas season. So how can we experience peace during the holiday season when it seems that there is so much brokenness and hurt in our lives? We'll look down at your passage again. Verses 12-14. through 14. It is here in God's Word that we find the answer. Verse 12, For thus says the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river and the glory of the nations like an overflowing stream. And you shall nurse, you shall be carried upon her hip and bounced upon her knees, as one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. You shall see, and your heart shall rejoice. Your bones shall flourish like the grass, and the hand of the Lord shall be known to His servants. And He will show His indignation against His enemies. You see, God promises that He will save His people. He promises that He will satisfy His people. And now He promises that He will bring solace to His people. This image of a caring mother continues to develop. First the mother births, next she provides, and finally she comforts her child. When you're young, you have no shame in calling out to your mother for comfort, right? You skin up your knee, you stub your toe, you get scared of the dark and you call out, Mama! And mamas hold their babies. They bring them up on their lap. They tell them, it's okay. Mama has you. And it makes it better. Now when we get a little older, we are a little bit more reluctant to call out to our mamas. But still, when we are hurt or scared or nervous about life, there is a desire to come home and to be close. And Israel needed to be comforted in this time. They needed to receive solace from the Lord. If you read the book of Lamentations, you will know the horrors of exile that had taken their toll on the people of Israel. They were discouraged and they were distraught through living through the effects of their sin. They were living with the effects of the curse on their lives, but God has promised that He will bring peace to His hurting people. The Lord has promised that He will hold them, that He will comfort them, that He will speak tenderly to them, and that the hand of the Lord will be known to His people. And if you would have peace this Advent season, then you must trust the Lord to bring you solace in your need. Not presents, not achievements, not grades, not family or friends, not even your mama. The Lord alone is the one who can bring to you the comfort that you desire. His Word alone can soothe the hurts. His presence alone can be the medicine that will cause you to flourish. The way that the Lord brings salvation, satisfaction, and solace to His people is through His glorious presence. It is by dwelling with His people in Zion. You see, this is why Eden was paradise. Because of the presence of the Lord. And this is why Zion is home. Because it is the place of the Lord's presence with His people. It is here that the Lord dwells among His people. And the presence of the Lord, there is solace from the pain of the sin's curse. So seek your solace in Christ and in His promise to bring comfort and peace. Don't pull away from Zion in your hurt, but run to God in His Word and prayer. Run to Him in worship. For the gathering of God's people in the name of Christ is Zion. It is where God promises to bring peace. The church in union with Christ is where we must come home for the holidays. Because it is here that God promises to dwell with His people. This promise of salvation, satisfaction, and solace was provisionally fulfilled when Israel was released from captivity and sent back to the land of Canaan to reestablish the temple. It was a miracle that King Cyrus issued a decree that not only released the people of God, but financed the reestablishment of Zion in a moment. Without working or fighting for release, Israel received deliverance and were returned home to know and experience the presence of the Lord. Yet we know this promise was only partly fulfilled in these events. For God's exiled people still longed for a greater deliverance from the curse of sin's effects. Pain and want and mourning continued even after the reestablishment of Israel. And so God's people continue to cry out, O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel who mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. And that is what we celebrate this Christmas season. That the Son of God appeared to set His people free from the curse of sin. Isaiah calls Cyrus a messiah. Because he undid the effects of Israel's physical exile. Yet Christ came to undo the effects of the spiritual exile. Cyrus issued a decree, but Christ went to the cross. And there took upon Himself the curse of our sin. He took upon Himself the want, the pain, and the death that His people deserved. And all who trust in Him now for salvation and for satisfaction and for solace will find the peace that they desire this Advent. And yet this promise still awaits its complete fulfillment when Christ comes again. For we continue in a world that is blighted, with sin's curse. We continue to mourn. We continue to long for satisfaction. We continue to yearn for relief. We continue as sojourners and exiles in this world, strangers in a strange land, aliens dwelling away from their true home. And so we continue as a church to cry out, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. Come and set us free from sin's effect. Come and set us free from the curse that is overwhelming us, O Lord. There is want still. There is pain still. There is hardship still. And so we call out, would You not come, Lord, and set Your exiled people free? We cry out. Because when Christ comes again, when He descends from heaven to establish a new heaven and a new earth, then, in that moment, we will receive the full peace of God's presence. Then the curse will be undone and all those who trust in Christ will find that they have been brought home. Then we will hear a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be His people and God Himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain any more for the former things have passed away. We know peace this advent season by trusting the promise of the Lord that when Christ comes again all those who have faith in him will receive full satisfaction, full salvation and full solace from every broken aspect of our lives and so again we call out maranatha come lord jesus and bring us home come quickly in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen let us pray O God, You have sounded in our ears Your divine and saving words. And so enlighten the souls of us sinners to the full understanding of what has been spoken, that we may not only be hearers of spiritual words, but also doers of good works, following in faith a life of holiness and grace, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.